Trucks and Bucks is powered by ELI Solutions. Our goal is to bring education, knowledge, resources, and limited opportunity to people in the trucking business, regardless of your role. This is a weekly podcast, and we are excited to bring you something that can help inspire you along this journey. Also, you can connect with us at Trucks N Bucks Podcast. Buckle in. Hola, me llamo Tarwanda. What up, Alexis? Or shall I be speaking French to you? Oh, no, me no habla francés. Ah, man. Hello, everyone. This is Talanda with Trucks and Bucks, and today I'm joined by, I, I like to think of Alexis as Vanna White, and Vanna White has been the lovely Vanna White forever, but Alexis, how are you feeling tonight, lady? I'm great. How are you? I'm incredible. Thank you for asking. Are you ready to get started? I'm always ready. I know. I don't even know why I keep asking you that, because you truly are always ready. Some people talk about being ready, and then there's others that they are ready, and you definitely are always ready. So with that being said, tonight we're talking about dispatching and starting a dispatching company, and this will be a six-part series. So tonight is just for the basics. And I'm super excited about it because I'm working on the journey of dispatching and just getting started into the industry, and Alexis is as well. And over the last few weeks, I've been talking to so many new people that are newbies when it comes to dispatching. So we're going to take it from the beginning. And again, this is going to be a six-part series. Doesn't mean we're going to take six weeks to give it to you. It's just going to be six separate parts because... We want to do things in moderation because our goal is to make sure that someone truly, truly actually learns um, what this business is about, how to be able to get started, and so on and so forth. So, Alexis, would you like to go on a journey with me? Always. Always. Are you over there? A, A few times I've actually had the pleasure of being on a few podcasts with you, and you always talk about, being nervous and proceeding with caution. Is that kind of what you're doing right now or? Um, no, this time I made sure to bring like one of those backrest things. I know I'm going to be in the passenger seat for a while. Make sure the seat is all nice and comfortable. Like, you know, I have my snacks. <laughs> and I'm you know what? It, so I'll be fine. One of the things I learned about you, though, you drive from the passenger seat. <laughs> ah, you think you're slick, but you're driving all the time from the passenger seat. So I was just trying to find out something. You know what I just noticed? And this is a sidebar. What? Man, everything goes up. I've had this thing that I use for project management. And they charge my card, well, they charge my PayPal, 
and it used to be thirty seven fifty, right? And I'm and I logged in to look and see. They charged me this time like forty dollars. Like what in the hell is the deal? And you know what I just re, you know what they I just found out that they're doing now? They're charging eight percent tax. Are you freaking what? for real? Oh, I think I better use New York a New York address so I can get three percent tax to the eight percent. All right, but anyway, <laughs> that's either here nor there. Everybody want to get their moolah. Like, are you freaking? Did you really charge me forty dollars for this? I'm feeling some type of way, but anyway, I'll deal with that a little later. Tonight we're talking about dispatching and how to actually start um, a dispatching business. And I want to give this from a different angle. With me, it's never going to be just how do you expect. It's always going to be something different because we want to have fun while we're hanging out. And as we've talked about on the previous shows, you know, the transportation industry is a booming industry. And especially when you look at over the last 20 years, it went from about $80 billion in the year 2000 to almost $800 billion as 2019 closed out. Now, of course, there's been some bumps and some bruises, and there's been some people in business and out of business. However, and for the most part, the business is still booming. It definitely seems like a good recession-proof opportunity, and there's so many different things that you can do when it comes to the trucking industry. If you want to get more information about side hustles or getting a plan B when it comes to trucking, we're going to have links that you can be able to get more information about that through um, different information that we've already prepared. So tonight in particular, we're talking about dispatching. If you have decided or you're thinking about the start, starting a dispatching business, this is part one. All right, so the first thing is, what is a dispatcher? That's what you want to ask yourself. Or maybe you want to ask the next person. And it's funny because when I was joining some groups, Alexis, on Facebook, and I, I put in dispatcher, you know how you put the keywords in? I came across a lot of dispatching 911 groups. <laughs> and I laughed. I was like, oh, no, I'm not trying to do that type of dispatching because that is definitely for someone special. I just couldn't be a person on the other end of a phone and someone's dialing 911. You said it what? Takes a special, it takes a special person. I think the people who are 911 dispatchers have one of the most difficult jobs because usually when people dial 911, it's never fun and games. So it's usually something tragic going on that somebody would reach out for 911. So imagine the mentality it would take for you to answer a call and somebody is going through something on the other line. Absolutely. And you know, the thing is, as I said it wrong, I said dispatching 911. It's actually 911 dispatchers. And, you know, like I've seen TV shows where someone, you know, saved a little girl or a little boy or helped the woman get to safety, and then they followed up to find out who that person actually was because, you know, you have to be everything. You know, people, you're, you have to tell someone how to get to safety if you can, you know, how to hide. You're trying to get someone there as quick as possible. It's just so many different things. So, yeah, I, that that's definitely not for me. That's definitely not for me. It would bother me every night um, just thinking about all the different things going on in the world and the fact that someone needs to dial 911. Now, I've dialed 911 several times in life, and I'm not going to say it was an emergency, Um 
it just wasn't a life threatening emergency. It was more oh I'm scared because of this is happening, um, and so on and so forth. But in the trucking industry, we're talking about dispatching. All right, so dispatching a dispatcher's job is to schedule drivers to pick up and deliver loads to customers or vendors. But that's just a little bit of information. A dispatcher's role also is to keep the driver the driver, which can also be called carrier on the road. Think about that. If you ever heard anyone saying, we want to keep you on the road, because when you keep the driver on the road, that means they're making money. And if you're dispatching for them, that means you're making money as well. And there's different levels of dispatching and the services that a dispatcher may be able to provide. We'll get into the details of that in a different session. And what I mean by that is, let's say, for example, you have a person that is a brand-new carrier. That means a brand-new driver. They just got started in business. You know, you may have helped them get their MC number, their DOT number, their website, their trucks, and so on and so forth, but they're brand new. And all they know is they want to make money. So you may have to give them a little extra support in reference to what you're going to do for a season and a more experienced person. So basically there's different levels to what you actually offer when you are dispatching. Now, Alexis, I know that you're new in this business as well, so as I'm talking to the listeners, I'm also talking to you, so I want to really have a conversation, and if there's anything that I say that you want me to explain a little more of, please ask, because the questions you may ask will be definitely some questions that others may ask as well. Does that make sense? Yes, ma'am. Any questions so far? Let's get this party started. Oh, by the way. Let's get this party far- started, right? <laughs> All right. Sidebar. So basically, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Alexis. I was going to say something funny, sidebar, because we were talking about dispatchers and how you were researching Kegels. Just so you guys know, don't call 911 to tell them if you read out of toilet paper, because apparently a lot of 911 dispatchers were using Facebook when COVID just started to give some helpful tips. To people who were dialing nine one one because it was an emergency of not having toilet paper. Oh yeah, I think I remember you telling me that. Yeah, I think I remember you telling me that. <laughs> Always something, right? Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. So getting back to it. Uh, what we just explained is what actually a dispatcher is, and that's really, really crucial. Your goal and your role, if you choose, hey, I want to become a dispatcher, your goal is to help keep drivers on the road. You want to find carriers. That means drivers, whether you're looking at someone that has a semi, which means 18-wheeler, a box truck, um, cargo van, reefer, um, sprinter van, et cetera, et cetera, your goal is to keep them on the road. And there are a lot of businesses a person can start in this day and time, okay? But, again, we're talking about this with the trucking industry because this is a work-from-home opportunity as well as recession-proof. Because as as Alexa just mentioned about the tissue, you know, guess what? How do we get our tissue and our clinics and our dish detergent and all these different things? Trucks are taking these things from point A to point B. So, just kind of keep that in mind as we look at this information. A dispatching company is a business. 
and there's different levels to it. So we want to make sure when you look at starting your business, you treat it like a business, okay? And sometimes I've heard a saying a long time ago, you can work it like a job, meaning, hey, this is not a nine-to-five. You may have to stay a little extra. But when you work it like a job aggressively, it'll pay you like a business, and then you can kind of relax, all right? So think about that. Now, anytime someone is getting into business, there's usually different types of people. Company, I've been meeting a lot of people that's getting ready to start dispatching. A lot of people have full-time jobs, full-time businesses, or other side hustles. And because they're looking for multiple streams of income, they decide to get into the dispatching business. And everyone learns differently. So in reference to two types of people, you have some people that's ignorance on fire. They're ready to get started, okay? <laughs> hey, I don't know everything. I'm ready to go. I'm going to learn as I go, but I'm getting started. And I've always been ignorance on fire. That's why I'm doing a six-part series on dispatching. As I'm learning, I'm sharing. I'm not waiting. Wait for what? Wait for who? So then you have someone that is knowledge on ice. And nothing's wrong with either. It just really depends on you because guess what? You only got one life to live. Live it. Do what you got to do. So with that being said, knowledge on ice is a person that says, hey, I'm going to get started. However, I need to get all the information first. And then I'll get started. And we know sometimes that could also be an excuse. It can also be procrastination. And unfortunately, sometimes when a person is ignorant, when you're ignorant on when you're ignorance on fire, you may run up into a brick wall, boom. And guess what? You're gonna back up, you're gonna fall down, you may have to bandage your head, you're gonna start running again because you gotta get it, you got you can't stop. But that's a downside of it. Sometimes when you don't have all the information, you get started, you make mistakes. Life is about mistakes, though. And then when your knowledge on ice, sometimes you do it and you you continue to do your research and you're thorough like that, and then you become cis and you can't move and you don't get started. (laughs) I got to use this um, as an analogy. I saw um, something I don't know if it was a magazine or something online. This lady said, I'm waiting for a husband, and I'm waiting for the right husband. I'm not going to get married till I find the right man. And they showed her sitting on sitting on a bench. And she probably was 110 years old, and she, was, she, looked, like, she looked like 110. And she was just basically old. She was like an old skeleton. And they were posting her saying, I'm just going to wait here until the right man comes. And basically they were trying to say, the right man is just going to never come. It's, nobody's going to be perfect. You just got to get started. And she never did, so it was over with. So with that being said, Alexis, let me ask you a question. Which one do you consider yourself and why? Oh. Knowledge on fire? I'm sorry, ignorance on fire or knowledge on ice? In all honesty, I'm a little – I'm both. Like, depending on the situation – Depending what needs to get done, how much time do I have, um, it's either I'm going to jump in and eventually know I'll land on my feet and learn as I go, but if I have time to learn and such like that, I prefer to get all the knowledge first just so I can avoid the crash landing, but usually I'm a little bit of both, and if you ask certain people in my life, they're going to say knowledge He's more like the person that's going to jump in head first and fall, 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 fall. 
right, so let me ask you a question. And I can definitely understand um, being both because I, I can definitely say the same thing depending on the situation. However, sometimes in life you can't have both. So I'm asking you to choose. So right now, if you had to choose, which are you? What do you think? I would say dive in head first because we only have one life to live. And depending on what the subject is, there might not be a lot of useful information out there. And the one thing about knowledge is while it's brilliant to have, it does take time to gather that knowledge, to figure out what is useful knowledge and what is just somebody just pretending to know something but they really don't. And imagine all the time you're wasting chasing that knowledge when you could have just dove in and learned it as you go. Because the more time we waste, the less moolah it is in my bank account. I know, and it's so funny because honestly speaking, Alexis, with working with me, you already know, like, <laughs> there's really no time to be knowledge or nice because it may, you might be like, hey, when are we doing so-and-so? In an hour? <laughs> In 15 minutes? <laughs> are you ready? So it, it's hard to, um, it's that. good to, sidebar? you said what? What I said sidebar. What you just said is true. She does that to me all the time, guys. Like, I I rarely know things ahead of time because I'll get a text message and be like, yeah, you need to hop on podcast. It starts in five minutes. Uh, I wasn't aware of that. Well, you you were just informed. <laughs> and look, and do you have everything ready for it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In head first, right? And then, like, about a quarter of the way in, she's screaming up at me. She goes, are you coming, Alexis? I was like, I wasn't aware that you jumped coming. <laughs> and then you beat me here, so let's not, let's not, um, let's not talk because you're always, always ready. So in addition to, let's say, we're going to role play, right? We have decided that we're starting a business. And we have decided we want to do something in the transportation industry. And as a matter of fact, hmm, we're going to become a dispatcher. Not a 911 dispatcher, but a dispatcher for truckers to keep truckers on the road. The next thing you want to do when you you make a decision to start a business, you want to make sure you know what your why is, okay? And your why is, why are you starting this business? What do you want from this business? Because in anything you do in life, there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs. However, when you know what your why is, that's going to make a lot of difference. When we come back from break, I'm going to share what it means to have a why. And I'm going to share with you my why and how it's helped me over the last 16 years. This is Alexis and Tawanda. No, I'm not. That did not come out right because I'm not Alexis. <laughs> this is Tawanda with Alexis, and we are Trucks and Bucks. And I think we got some news to share. So let's see. Oh, two minutes worth. Oh, well, let's find out what's going on. Now, this isn't anything about the lizard thing, right, Alexis? Please, no. No. No, you asked okay. something that I also want to talk about. But listen to it. It's actually pretty interesting. I don't know. You got me a little apprehensive on hitting this button. And then she says she want to talk about it. So 
We're going to save that. We're going to come back to that in a second. If you have a business or you are seeking to start a business, please protect yourself when it comes to contracts, accidents, document review, new clients, and more. Just Life Events can assist you with getting access to quality attorneys at reduced rates for all of your business needs. We can also help with family plans, plans for truckers, large and small businesses, and so much more. Remember, it's better to have and not need than to need and not have. Contact us today for a free consultation to see how we may be able to meet your legal needs. Our website is justlifeevents.org. If you're seeking a website, logo, graphic designer, or maybe you're starting a business or anything that comes with business, personal, or even social needs, consider doing business with ELI Solutions. ELI has the solutions for you. The website address is wehavethesolution.org. Anticipation really runs the world when people are waiting on it. So I can't wait to hear this trending news, and I know Alexis can't wait either, which is why we'll talk about it at our next break. So what we're going to go over now is what your why is, discovering your why, deciding your why, et cetera. Alexis, when I say your why, what is the first thing that comes to your mind that that, that, that is? In all honesty, I my why is just to be independent, like not have to rely on other people and to be able to take care of me, myself, and I and those who are part of my life. Okay. And so basically, in reference to what I was asking Alexis, I didn't ask her what her why was, but she told us, so thank you for telling us. <laughs> Your why is the reason why you're doing something the reason why you go to a job, the reason why you build a business, the reason why you are deciding to build a business. And the thing about it is your why should be something that means everything to you. Your why is something that when you think about it, it it's something passionate. Your why may even make you cry sometimes. Your why is what you think about sometimes when you're having a rough day and you may even want to quit you remember your why, and that's non-negotiable. That's something that you're going to do regardless. So whatever happens in life, whatever type of day it's going to be, even if it's a hard day, even if you fail, it does not matter because your why is what gets you back in the game even when you don't want to be in the game. I joined a network marketing company almost 16 years ago, and I'm still active in this company today, and this company actually helped me become job-free. I remember when I left my job two, ten years ago, my boss said at the time, she said, you know, we love you here. You can come back if you want and blah, blah, blah. And I said, thank you, thank you. But I'll never be back. <laughs> it's over with. And um, because I became 
I, I say I became psychologically unemployable. And nothing at all, nothing in the world was wrong with a job. It's just that it was they were building their dream. I wasn't being able to build mine. I couldn't even sleep at night because of the things I wanted to do in life, the places that I wanted to go, the life that I wanted to live. And I knew that I couldn't do it working at 8.30 to 5, Monday through Friday. I couldn't travel all over the world. I couldn't go and visit my parents, which was three hours away at the time, and take my dad to the doctor. I couldn't go drive to Virginia, hang out with Alexis, and go do I just couldn't do what the hell I wanted to do because I had to do it Friday after 5, especially if it was out of town. And then I just couldn't sit in another meeting, listen to more changes about the budget, more work that I had to do with less pay. I just couldn't do it anymore. And when someone came and showed me an opportunity to make extra income, I had no idea that it would change my life. And what that person asked me, they said, hey, what is your why? When things get rough, when this business gets hard, when people start telling you no, what is it that you love so much that that's going to keep you in the game? And I said, my parents. And this was 16 years ago. I said, my parents, well, it was November 2004. You can do the math because I don't want to do the math right now. And I said, um, my, my parents are getting older, and I'm the oldest of three kids. And what's important to me is to be, for, be there for them, to spoil them, to be able to buy them things. It wasn't even really for myself because, I mean, I, I love myself, of course. I care about myself, but family has always been extremely important. And I said to do things for my parents because when I grew up, we had shit. We had nothing. My dad worked. My mom, she was a stay-at-home mom. And when he got paid, he did the best he could with paying everything. And I always said, one day I'm going to be able to make sure we have and we're not struggling anymore because we wasn't poor. We was poor. <laughs> not P-O-O-R. We was poor, right? And um, and it's okay because when you come up with nothing, to me you appreciate it when you get something, when you get more. So my why was my parents. And then my success coach at the time said, hey, when you make an extra $1,000, what will you do with it? And I started thinking about all the things I would do because graduating from college and had a part-time job, I was still checking check. Because like a lot of people, you have more bills <laughs> than money. So I was tired of working just to pay shit. I mean, seriously. So I put my why everywhere in my bathroom, in my bedroom, on the refrigerator, mom and dad, family, travel, trips with family. It all evolved around my family. And I say to you today, as you embark upon starting your dispatching business, or even if it's any other type of business, know what your why is. Make sure it's something that you love dearly. Make sure it's something that's non-negotiable. And Alexis just shared her why. She said, hey, my why is being self-sufficient, independent, having the things I need. Guess what? I know that's non-negotiable. I know that's non-negotiable. And she's not going to stop. She's not going to quit until she get it and exceed it. She's going to make sure of it. And everyone that cares about her is going to make sure of it too. And she knows it. Don't you, Alexis? Yes, ma'am. All right. So as we begin, to everyone listening, you're starting a dispatch service. A dis- you're becoming a dispatcher. <laughs> you eventually may want to start a dispatch service, but that's another part. That's not today. We're talking about you, all right? 
going to create your dispatch checklist. I'm going to put one on our website, and it'll be in the link below, and you'll be able to go grab it. Grab your checklist and make sure that you've dotted the I's and you cross the T's. And if you have any questions, you need some help, hey, contact us. We're not going to put any information out here that we can't help you with. And if we're not able to help you directly, guess what? We know a lot of smart people that could be able to help you. Hi, we're pretty smart too. So on the checklist, the first thing is decide. Make a decision. Make a decision that you're doing this. Either you're going to do it or you're not. Either you're in or you're out. You can't be in the middle. Make a decision and decide. All right? The next thing is name your company. What is the name of what is the name of this company going to be? Now, there's been a lot of talk about naming companies when you're starting a dispatch service. Should you name it dispatch service? Should you name it logistics? What about transportation company? What about transport? Let me tell you this. For me being in business for well over a decade, this is the thing. I have seen a lot of people, and they name their company dispatch services, and ain't nothing wrong with that. And I've seen a lot of dispatchers that also have companies called logistics, and ain't nothing wrong with that. So here's what I'm going to tell you. Identify your goal and see what it is that you want to do. Do you want to start a dispatching business, and in six months or a year you want to have a dispatching company and eventually become an agent and maybe a broker? If so, you might not want to name your company dispatcher service, right? It just really depends on what your goals are. And if you're not sure, then talk to someone. Get some coaching. If you don't have, if you're not able to get coaching for some type of reason, find someone else, find two or three people that's actually doing it, and look at what they've named their company. But you want to make sure. Now, let's say, for example, you start ABC Dispatching. And in one year from now, you open a brokerage and you become a broker. You can, of course, do a DBA, all right, to go and, 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 and work under a different name. So it's not, it's not going to be the end-all, be-all if you have a company that's called Dispatching and you later become a broker. Um, however, just think about that prior to just so sometimes you don't have to go and do all that. Any questions about that so far, Alexis? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. All right, you also want to register your company and decide if you want an LLC, a corporation, et cetera, et cetera. All right? And this is something you can literally do yourself. You can go on the, the Secretary of State website for most states and do that, and there's a lot of other platforms you can do it. The fee for that just kind of depends on your state. Um, some states are $69, and some states are over 300 It just really depends. And, again, if you don't know how to do it, consult someone that does it, all right? So you want to make sure you register your business. A lot of people try to figure out what's the difference between an LLC, an S corporation, a C corp, et cetera, et cetera. It really depends on how you want to run your business. Is it just going to be you as a sole proprietor? Is it going to be partnerships or limited liability? Are you looking to have shares? All that is a factor, okay? So you want to make sure, and sometimes you want to talk to your tax, whoever whoever does your taxes. They can also, your accountant, quote, unquote, they can advise you. Or you can do the research yourself. A lot of things out there that we pay for, you could actually do the research yourself. The only thing about sometimes doing our own research over and over, 
there's so many different levels to it. There's so many different versions of it. You're not really sure what's the right version. That is why I caution you to do all the research yourself without fact-checking with a professional that's actually doing it, okay? But you register your company. You can definitely do it on the Secretary of State website for your state that you live in or the state you choose to register your business in, all right? All right. Also keep in mind whether you're going to use your physical address or whether you're going to use a registered agent. Um, some places offer registered agents free for the first year, and then you pay for it, all right? The next thing is you want to get your EIN number. That's the employee identification number. You can go on the irs.gov website to be able to register that. But make sure your company is a good name first. And I say that because if you try ABC Dispatching, and then you you sign up tonight, and then you go tonight to get your EIN number, and for some reason that company is not available, you may have to get ABCD, then you're going to have gotten the wrong EIN number for a, different, for a wrong business. So you want to make sure that you first know that your corporation is going to be approved um, before you go and get your EIN number. Are you good with that, Alexis? Yes, ma'am. Okay. All right. Sounds great. Also, let's say, for example, you got your company registered. You have your EIN number. All right. You're in business almost. One thing a lot of people forget to do or don't understand what to do is building business credits. Business credit and personal credit are different, okay? And I'm not going to get into that too much today. We can definitely give you more information on how to do it or how to position yourself, but you want to make sure you're definitely working on building your personal credit and your business credit, especially if you have a desire to purchase vehicles um, in the near future or become a broker. Having good credit is going to be key, going to be extremely key. A lot of times we know, and I've learned the hard way, you can go purchase a car, for example, and have mm, not so good credit and pay 20%, 18 20%. And you can literally have a 700 plus and have no interest or extremely low interest, 2 to 3 to 4%. So that really does matter when you look at credit. So definitely keep that in mind, okay? But also when you look at building your um, your business credit, you want to get your DUNS number, DUNS and Bradstreet. Um, we'll list that website and everything on our um on our website so you can log on, you can get a free number, or you can pay for it. And let me tell you this, right? Let's say, for example, you're building a business and you're not going to do anything for about three or four months. You can go ahead and apply for a free number because they sometimes take about two or three months or more to be able to get your number. But if you need it immediately, then you're going to have to pay for it, okay? And the basic thing you can pay is about $225, $250. Um, and they usually take, they say a week, Sometimes it may take two to actually get your DUNS number. Again, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, we'll give you more information about that when you um, log into our website. So now, Alexis, you got your company registered, you got your EIN number, and you got your DUNS number. How are you feeling about that? Excited. I don't know. I can't tell. She's excited. She's already eating eating popcorn. But all right, so now that you have that done, what? You said what? I'm excited. I have no idea what I'm 
Well, well, I'm getting ready to go get some popcorn after the show. But, yeah, I'm going to go to break. When I come back, I'm going to talk about what happens after you get your Dunn's number. Because, remember, part one is starting a dispatching company, deciding to actually get started. You have already identified your why. It's a few more things we definitely want to do in part one, and then we will close out. So let me go to some news. So we'll be back. I am definitely eager to hear what Alexis has shared in the trending news today. Hi, this is Alexis with some news for Trucks and Bucks. Prior Group Enterprises has reserved 150 Tesla electric semis with the option to increase to 500 trucks. Sam Joho, CEO of Pride Group Enterprises, said the company has placed a deposit to secure the initial units and build slots. Headquartered in Texas, Pride Group Enterprises is a privately held diversified company with 12 locations in the U.S. and Canada. The company and its affiliates are member of Chanel Lease, a full-service truck leasing organization. Support from one of our long-term financial partners, Hitachi Capital, we are very excited to bring this innovative product to our strong customer base, helping forge a new path in clean transportation. We believe that electrification is the way of the future as we work together across multiple industries to reduce our carbon footprint, Joho said. As well, we have the option to increase our order as we gauge customer acceptance of this new technology. Technology. The group enterprise's vision is to invest in facilities that will support charging, full-service maintenance, and a consistent supply of electric trucks on North American highways, Joe Hill said. We have first-hand knowledge of the transportation industry across multiple verticals, and we strongly believe that electric truck technology will overcome many challenges facing traditional diesel technology, such as the related maintenance and associated downtime. In preparation for the arrival of the all-electric Class 8 trucks, the company is investing in the necessary infrastructure for parking, charging, and maintenance at all of its locations. Thank you so much for the TMB news. That sounds definitely like a show in itself, so I'm looking so forward to hearing about that. And, Alexis, you always amaze me with the information that you find out that's going on in the trucking world. All right, so we are going to close out soon because, again, I just really want to be able to share um, starting a dispatch business and the different things that you need to do. As I look at going on, Alexis, are there any questions you have so far about anything that I've said from start till up to this point? Well, if there's anything that I wanted to know, I would definitely ask. But my question to you is, since you said you were starting a trucking business, and a lot of people um, tend to move on from dispatching if they really enjoy the trucking business, they're ambitious, it might not be the end-all, be-all to name your company with the word dispatching it. So, if you're going to start a company, um, what would you name your trucking company? Well, well, my company is called ELI Solutions. And with ELI Solutions, we actually have the solution to meet needs for anything. 
And um, one of the one of the services that ELI provides is dispatching services to carriers. Um, in addition to that, helping people get started in in business and so many other things. So this is something I've been doing for an extremely long time, as well as we help people start businesses. Trucking happens to be one um, avenue that we're helping people to get started. So that's why, um, again, like I said earlier, with choosing a name, it just kind of really depends on what your goal is. And since I've been working to help people start businesses for a long time, you know, we are a solutions company. So that's what we do. A little bit of everything. So... Hopefully that answers your question, Miss Alexa. And um, just got a yeah. couple more yeah. things out. All right, thank you. All right, so after you have your Dun & Bradstreet number or have applied for it, um, you want to get started. You want to get in business. Hey, you're starting a dispatching company. You want to get some carriers, which means drivers. You got to build some relationships. When you think about dispatching, okay, if someone says, hey, man, what's some key words that you think about when you think about dispatching? I'm thinking about building relationships. I'm talking about sales. I'm talking about negotiations. That You need all that. You need all of that to be in this industry. You need to build relationships with people, regardless of what they actually do in this industry. You need to be good at sales and have thick skin because people are going to hang up on you. People are going to cuss you out. People are going to tell you no, especially in the trucking industry because you're dealing with a lot of people that – have short attention spans, they don't want to be bothered, they're in a bad mood, and so on and so forth. And you need to have some negotiation skills and say, hey, I'm not taking no for an answer. Maybe not right now, but I'm not taking no. So what are we going to do? So you, you, you can't strong arm anybody. Well, you're not supposed to, but you definitely want to make sure you have some good nego- negotiation um, skills. You also want to be ready for business. Hey, What's your website? What's your logo? Give me a business card. Do you have any merch? You want to also identify three to five ways that your business is going to make money, all right? How is your business going to make money? And if you are listening to our show and you have no clue how you're going to make money other than having a carrier, like, oh, I'm just going to have some carriers, then you're leaving money on the table, point blank, period. You want to identify three to five ways that your business is going to make money. And you want a website. The first thing people ask is, who are you? What's your website? How long have you been doing this? <laughs> so get a website. Get a website that says what your company's name is. Make sure you have your logo. And when you get your business cards done, even if you get them done at Vistaprint, get your logo or have someone that can design a professional um, business card. Get those as well. And merch. Hey, get your T-shirt, your coffee cup. ABC Dispatching. Hey, that's my company. Become a walking billboard by getting T-shirts, getting cups, getting merch. And anyone in your family, your friends, your support system, they can be recipients of wearing this as well. So you can be able to build your business, scale out and build up by having merch. All right. Does that make sense, Alexis? Yes, ma'am. Oh, oh you're slow coming that. out from mute. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I said yes, ma'am, although I will have to say that 
I want a soup bowl, like one of those gigantic soup mugs that can hold a lot of coffee with the new ELI solutions on the side, just so you know, because I'm a huge coffee drinker, <laughs> eat all that coffee. I can't stand the 16-ounce cup because then I have to get up and go refill. I want one of those gigantic mugs like you see on on Pinterest in, like, the joke scene where it's, like, the mug is, like, half the size of a human head, then that will make me happy. Where are you going to put – where are you going to put a mug like that at, though? Yeah, I thought so. On mm-hmm. the table. On the table. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll, I'll have a <sighs> to read it, Okay. Trust me, right? Well, where is I a trucker going to put a mug like that at? Well, like, you know what? They could just put it on their passenger side. <laughs> like, All right, know, moving on. All right. I would love to see the cup that you're talking about, but I'm not sure it's going to be too friendly for drivers, though, Alexis. All right. So the last few things that I have, and reference to part one of, hey, I decided to start a dispatching business. What's part one? Six-part series, right? So the next thing is you get your office set up. You got to have space, folks. This business is one where you need to be organized. You have to have some organization skills. If you don't have some, you better get some YouTubing on and figure out how to stay organized. Get your office set up. Make sure you have paper. Get your printer. Get some type of project management tool. Find a way to stay organized. Whether you're dealing with one carrier or whether you have three or four, you can't get people mixed up. You can't get paperwork mixed up. You got to make sure you're able to fax or email this information. You got to make sure that you get organized. I cannot express the importance of that. All right, the last couple things is this, and this will conclude part one, all right? Number one, finding carriers. If you are starting a dispatching company, that means you're keeping truckers on the road. Find out what type of truckers you're working with, whether you're working with those that drive the semis, the box trucks, reefers, cargo vans, you know, whatever it is that you're choosing, get clear about that. You know, however you decide, it's however you decide, okay? But but find out. And I've talked to some people that say, hey, I'm working with them all. Hey, to each his own. Just keep in mind that as you're building relationships, Sometimes when you're doing it all, sometimes you can, you can overdo it or you can stretch yourself too thin until you're able to master it, and you may want to build a team if you're going to have a lot of different things that you're actually doing. So you want to definitely find carriers. And we'll talk about, in part two, some different ways to be able to find carriers because I've talked to a lot of people, and they say, hey, I don't have any carriers. I'm looking for carriers. So we'll go with that. And let me give you another clue when finding a potential carrier. Remember that fortune is in the follow-up. If you meet someone that may be looking for a dispatcher and they're not really sure or you have an appointment scheduled with them and they say, hey, I'm not available, something came up or something came up with you, follow up with them. Fortune is in the follow-up, okay? A lot of times people forget we get busy, we don't write it down. You want to always make note to follow up. That is a gold mine because people do get busy. And people will cancel the first two or three times. And people also want to see how serious you are, okay? So make sure you make a list, check it twice, follow up. Fortune is in the follow-up. You also want to find shippers, all right? You want to find different shippers. Hey, whether it's Dollar General, Walmart, furniture stores, 
and you got to rock those songs. There are so many lists floating out there. Find a buddy, right? Find a buddy that's going to help, that's going to be building a business too, and say, hey, listen, we're building in Georgia and Tennessee. I'm going to get a list of the northern part of Georgia, you get a list of the southern part, however you want to do it, because it takes a lot of time to develop these lists. And there are a lot of lists floating out there, but a lot of this stuff is old. You understand what I'm saying? So you want to be able to get a shipper's list. Let's say you get a list of 100, 500, or even 1,000. Then you want to rock the phones. You want to have a skit. Hi, I'm Alexis. I'm calling on behalf of blank. We are a dispatching company, and we love to work with you. Or I have a carrier. Whatever it is your script is, we're going to have some example scripts that we're going to be able to share as well. But you want to definitely – um, make sure that you um, that you have a list of shippers, and then you're going to have to schedule time to call them. Man, <laughs> whether you say, you know what, I'm going to be able to call 10 a day or 25 a day. You know, schedule time. I've been in network marketing for a long time, and we were always looking to be able to expose people to our business and be able to call and so on and so forth. So you want to make sure that you schedule time to be able to rock the phone. Even if you say, you know what, I'm going to make calls three days a week to call these shippers, and I'm going to do it for two hours a day. Schedule it, because a lot of time, if you do it in the middle of doing something else, then that's not going to be, that's not what's going to work, okay? And again, we're talking about starting your own dispatching company. And you also want to build relationships with, with brokers, Okay, and we'll get into a little more in the next part about what a broker actually is and why it's important to have relationships with shippers as well as brokers. But remember I said earlier, in a dispatching business, this business is about sales and negotiation as well as building relationships. Okay, relationships will carry you a long way. Think about anything you've done in life, even for another business. Let's say, for example, you worked a job and you got ready to resign that job and someone said, hey, I give you a recommendation letter, and they go above and beyond. That's because of the relationship that they have with you. That's because of the respect that they have from you. Relationships open doors, point blank, period. All right, that is all I want to share for part one of, hey, I'm starting my dispatching business. If you are a person that's listening to this podcast and you have decided to start your dispatching business, make sure you've done everything on this checklist. If you have not and you need help, then contact us. We'll definitely get you connected. If we can assist you, we'll definitely plug you with someone who can assist you. One thing that I've learned over the last three months of being in this industry is there's a million people that do the same thing or similar things, I should say. And somebody says, hey, I'm looking to take a dispatch service, but I'm not really sure which one. I found one for $99. There's one for $199. There's one for $599. There's one for $2,300. What is the difference? So I've been talking to a lot of different people that's taken all types of courses, and I've been getting reviews saying, hey, Tell me how this one was. Tell me how this one was. Tell me how this one was. And the the biggest thing that I'll say to you is the course you take depends on what you need, all right? It depends on if you are a person that you need someone to hold your hand or if you are a person that you can do self-paced. 
You are a person that you appreciate a live presentation. You are a person, you just say, hey, give it to me, and I got it. It just really depends on what you need. When you are, you can tell me, hey, what's wanted, this is what I need. And then I can say, hey, based on what you told me you need, this will be a great course for you based on the people that I've talked to, and this is what they said about it. Because we do, we look at reviews. When we go stay at a hotel, we choose to eat at a restaurant. Most of us, I know I do, I like the reviews, recent reviews. I was getting ready to go to um, to Vegas. Um, you know how you get those little coupons and they get you something you can buy online for, for a cheaper rate? And they said, hey, we'll give you this trip to Vegas, X, Y, Z, you're going to stay at this hotel. So someone had gave that to me, and they told me what hotel I would be staying at. So and they said, hey, I got it for a really good deal too and blah, blah, blah. And I looked up the hotel and the reviews, and I'm telling you, and I said, yeah, you got it for a cheap rate, but guess what? This hotel has a resort rate, the resort fee. So you pay X, Y, it's like $50 a day. And then they had all these other astronomical charges. And then so I was able to realize, okay, so, yeah, they're offering this package deal, and it's not a scam. You know, a lot of times people just don't really tell you things, right? So it was a good deal, but I still was going to have to pay about 500 extra dollars for the hotel with the resort and the other things, and then I was going to drive, right? And the parking was enormous, and they said don't drive. <laughs> and then they also said don't drive, but with, where the hotel was, nothing else was out there. So my point of what I'm trying to say is when you get ready to start this business, ask questions. Ask questions, do a lot of networking, start meeting people, and that's going to be able to help you actually decide if you're going to take a training, who you're going to take the training with, and find someone that you can actually partner up with so you don't have to do it by yourself. You're in business for yourself, but it does not mean you have to be by yourself. That's a big difference. Alexis, as we close out tonight, is there any questions that you have in reference to the information that I shared about starting a dispatched business, part one of six? No, I don't have any questions, although I will have to ask you, when is part two coming? Because I want to know more, more, more. You know what? Earlier we talked about, (sighs) Knowledge on ice or ignorance on fire So she should know the answer to that She knows I'm not going to give her that in advance I'm going to give it to her about two hours Before we do part two (laughs) But it will be Sometime Before you can blink your eye So um (laughs) Ah man that was so funny But I'm excited. I'm excited to share part two. We're going to talk a little more about the difference between a dispatcher and a broker. We'll talk about, hey, what should I do in my first month of being in business? Hey, we'll talk about what kind of money you want to be able to make. We'll talk about what kind of services you want to actually offer from your company. We'll talk about how to scale your business and make money multiple different ways. Man, I'm excited. I'm super excited because the trucking industry closed out 2019 with making almost $800 billion. So the question that I want to ask everyone that listens is, how much of that pie do you want? Think about that. This is Tawanda, also joined by Alexis with Trucks and Bucks. We're super excited. And stick with us because we're going to have all types of shows to share with you information about trucking, about the lives of sassy truckers, like the young lady we talked to the other day. And we have some new people we're going to bring on. 
And, man, we're super excited about this thing. And what's most important is, listen, folks, this is our opportunity for unity. And remember, together we truly can. Bye-bye for now.